Welcome to the Calvary Podcast, a ministry of Calvary Episcopal Church recorded live in Memphis. The Calvary Podcast is weekly sermons, but also conversations, reflections, and provocations about the mystery of God and what it means to be human in the world in need of repair. One Wednesday morning a few years ago, I attended the Eucharist and free breakfast for all at St. Mary's Cathedral. During the breakfast, I sat next to a man named Reggie. After we introduced ourselves and shared small talk about sports, the weather, and the food that morning, we each told a little of our stories. I assumed that Reggie was an unsheltered neighbor in need of a warm breakfast and a little help that day. He surprised me by telling me that he was employed as a journeyman electrician. He owned a home and has a family. Reggie went on to tell me that he used to live on the streets, and the Wednesday service and breakfast at St. Mary's were the times he found the most nourishment and hope during some very hard times. He told me these events were pivotal in helping him turn toward a better life. Reggie said, I come back every Wednesday I can to give some encouragement to the men and women who were in the hard place I was in just a few years ago. It's my little way of saying thank you. In today's gospel passage from Luke, Jesus healed 10 persons with leprosy, what we now call Hansen's disease. But notice how he healed them. He did not lay hands on them, for they were all kind enough to stand far apart from him, practicing a first-century form of social distancing. Instead, Jesus told them to go, go and show themselves to the priest. So they turned around and began walking. They were healed not by standing still, but as they were in motion. I think Jesus was showing them and us that healing is not a noun. It's a verb. It's a process. It's something that happens as we live and move and have our being, as our prayer for guidance puts it. Nine of those who were healed who were healed just kept on going. Presumably they went to show their priest what happened to them, as Jesus asked. And then they went on to new and different lives in which they felt physical, mental, and emotional relief, and in which they no longer had to live in isolation. For the first time in in their lives, new possibilities were open to them, and they probably wanted to avoid anything that reminded them of the hard, painful, debilitating times that they had lived before they were healed. But one of those healed, a despised Samaritan, did something very different. He turned back. As he walked, or more likely ran toward Jesus, he shouted out and sang out praises to God. When he had last made it to Jesus, he did not simply bow or kneel. He prostrated himself. He laid his whole body and being as an offering at the feet of Jesus. And he thanked him. In doing so, 
He reoriented his whole life toward Jesus. I would imagine that Reggie, the electrician I met at the St. Mary's breakfast, was tempted to avoid anything that reminded him of those hard, painful, humiliating days of his former time on the streets. Rather than going back to the service and the Eucharist service and breakfast, he could easily have gotten closure by writing a thank you note to the volunteers. He could have expressed his heartfelt gratitude to them and let them know about his job, his home, and his family. The volunteers would have passed that note around and posted it on the bulletin board. They would be, have been overjoyed by the transitions in his life. And they would have been pleased that the Eucharist and breakfast had been positive turning points in his story. Reggie wanted to do a lot more than that. Reggie wanted to be a living thank you note. He wanted to come back week after week to live out his gratitude by continuing to serve and to receive alongside the community. He wanted to turn back. He wanted his gratitude not to be a noun nor a one-time event. He wanted it to be a very active verb and an ongoing journey. Just as his transformation happened as a process over time, his gratitude would also be a process in motion, giving the joy he felt forward week after week by helping others. It took a lot of courage and intentionality for both the Samaritan and for Reggie to turn back, to return to the places where they had felt hurt and pain, but where they had begun to feel healing. The natural thing to do would have been to keep on going and to never look back. But something inside each of them had to turn back and had to do so in a lasting way. One of our longtime Lenten preaching series speakers and a longtime friend of Calvary, Diana Butler Bass, writes, gratitude is not only an emotion, it is something we do. It is like tending a garden. It takes planting and watering and weeding. It takes time and attention. It takes learning. It takes routine. But eventually the ground yields Shoots come forth, and thanksgiving blossoms. For Reggie, gratitude became a habit practiced each Wednesday morning. We are left to wonder what habit or habits the Samaritan came to adopt after he thanked Jesus. But we are given a clue to the rest of his story by what Jesus said to him as the man laid at his feet. Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Other translations say, your faith has made you whole, or your faith has saved you. Jesus is telling the Samaritan that just as his profound gratitude is a verb, the faith at the man's core is also a verb. And the fruits of that faith, wellness, wholeness, salvation, are verbs as well. None of them are one-time events, but processes to be lived out and shared in the lives of others. The most important part of what Jesus said to him was, get up and go. He propels the grateful Samaritan back into motion 
Back into going on his way, offering praises to God. Back into contributing to the healing of others. Back into a joyful life of continuous thanksgiving. Reggie taught me that Wednesday morning how to live gratitude by being intentional, by having the courage to turn back. If you're curious about Calvary Episcopal Church, we are an eclectic bunch of Christian people who don't all think the same thoughts or dress the same way or vote for the same candidates or even believe all the same things about the mystery of God and what it means to be human. But we do believe that we need each other because of our differences, not in spite of them, and that God calls us into unity, not uniformity. Subscribe to the Calvary Podcast at calvarymemphis.org podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit Calvary in person at the corner of 2nd and Adams in the heart of downtown Memphis, Tennessee.